Welcome to Beauty Aside. I'm your host, Gentry Quinn, former high school dropout turned beauty entrepreneur. And each week, I'm going to be serving you up some digestible beauty bites and inspiring stories that really flip the script on everything you think you know about the beauty and entertainment industry. Hello, hello. Happy October. If you're just joining us, Uh, Today we are going to be busting three beauty food myths. I am so excited that my IHP friend Larissa Ness is going to be joining me. And uh, also stick, stick around until the end because like I said, October is our birthday. We are feeling so And we're going to be giving away lots of goodies here at the end. So welcome Larissa Ness. Yay! Hi. Hello. How are you today? Good. How are you? I am wonderful. I'm very excited to talk with you again. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. And you see Alex in the background. <laughs> he's, he's, he's making sure we had the appropriate connection. Um, I'm so glad you're here with us today because we're going to be doing something really fun today. I love myth busting. Anytime I see myth busting anything, I click on it. I just think it's really fun because I feel like there's a lot of fallacies. There's a lot of misinformation around, especially around health and beauty. So today we're going to be busting three beauty food myths, right? And you're going to help us do that because you are an integrative health practitioner. I've known you for many years. You were also my personal health guru, the person that I always go to whenever I have any health-related questions or issues. You've helped me so much, and that's why I know you're going to help so many more people. And today is just another place to do that. So thank you for being here. I'm excited. ready to get started? Okay. (laughs) All right. Marissa's like, let's just jump on in. (laughs) October is our birthday month for those tuning in. And so we're feeling super generous. We're going to be giving away a lot of little freebies at the end. So make sure and stick with us. Today, we just really want you to walk away with an understanding of the truth so that you can make those important decisions that are going to help you improve your skin. That is our goal today. So if you like the information that we're putting down, make sure and give us a little thumbs up or emoji down there. Uh, Drop us some questions if you have any, and we'll try to get to those at the end. If you're listening to this on the replay, definitely drop your questions below there because we'll be checking it afterwards to make sure we get all your questions answered. And uh, yeah, without further ado, let's just jump right in. Larissa, let's dispel these myths. Why don't we? Uh, Let's start with the first one because... I think, you know, a lot of people are trying to be healthier these days. And, you know, with the more information that we get, we're, you know, uh, we're trying to make better choices. And I know that fish, the, the topic of fish comes up regularly when people are trying to eat healthier. They're like, okay, well, I'm going to stop eating so much of this. Maybe it's chicken or beef or whatever it is. And I'm going to eat more fish. But You are here today to dispel some myths about fish because not all fish are created equal. Is that correct? (laughs) You are correct. Yes. (laughs) So lay it all out there for us. Tell us what foods we should be looking or fish we should be looking for. If that's something, if we're a pescatarian or if we're just wanting to eat leaner meat, uh, tell us what types of fish we should be looking for uh, to avoid, you know, that those toxicities and mercury and stuff like that, that we hear about these days. 
Yeah. So a lot of people know they need to get more omega-3s in their diet. Um, it's really um, ideal to have a ratio of omega-3 to omega-6 at less than five to one. So we, uh, well, as an integrative health practitioner, I like to see my clients closer to a three to one ratio. So you have to think about this. The average person who is just walking around, you know, eating McDonald's, the standard American diet, they're usually around eight to one. Now I see a lot more people in my practice that are already eating healthier. A lot of times they are eating fish several times a week, <laughs> um, but I'll test them. And a lot of times they still aren't where they need to be. They might be more at an eight to one. And so we have to dive in and find out why, but I'll just cut right to the chase and let you know, a lot of times it has to do with what type of fish you're eating. So if you're just eating standard white fish or fish that, you know, you might have at a restaurant and it's not wild caught, you could be causing yourself more inflammation. And what does inflammation do? It's going to be causing more skin issues. It could be causing cardiovascular issues. I mean, there's a whole list I could go down, but definitely acne and redness. Um, by optimizing your omega-3s, getting more omega-3s into your body, it can actually work as almost like a sunscreen to some extent by helping to protect your skin from UV ray, uh, UV ray damage from the sun even. So yes, omega-3s are super, super important, but it's all about the quality. So if you have farm raised, <laughs> they've done studies. I was just actually reviewing one of these studies. And in the past 10 years, because they're feeding these farm raised fish, GMO soy and corn, and because they're exposed to pesticides and toxins and even fed antibiotics, um, in the past 10 years, farm raised salmon has reduced its omega-3 content by 50%. Okay, so you could be doing yourself more damage and causing more inflammation, which is gonna appear in your skin um, by eating these farm-raised fish. So it's almost better to not eat the farm-raised fish at all. If you're trying to do more fish, you have to do well-caught. It's more expensive, but that's just the way it is. So I will tell you though, when we do test people, the people that are typically doing good with their diet and we see them have really good ratios are people that are eating sardines, has to be wild-caught sardines, at least four times a week. It could also be wild caught salmon, trout, um, North Atlantic mackerel, and anchovies. So those are the top five you really have to be eating. A lot of the other ones just really just don't move the needle. And also your omega-3 to omega-6 ratio can be influenced by inflammatory oils and other things in your diet too. So just keep that in mind. But yeah, stay away from farm-raised anything. If it doesn't say wild caught, it most likely isn't because it's going to be more expensive. The so price we pay for that's beauty. That's the number one myth right there. So that's the price we pay for beauty, y'all. We got <laughs> yep. to pay for it if we want to have good, clean, healthy bodies and skin. And I really appreciate you so much going into the explanation of why, because I think that helps people understand and change their belief system around these myths because there's so much misinformation and they just don't know who to believe, myself included. So I love it when um, a professional like you can break it down for us and say, hey, look, do this, but this is why. So that there's an understanding. There's, oh, okay, I'll have a little aha moment here. That's why I have to pay a little bit more for the wild-caught salmon or sardines. And I love how you associated it with the skin, which we're talking to today, because we all know that those omegas can decrease inflammation. But most certainly, we want to make sure 
if we're spending the money on omegas, we're, or whether it's fish or a capsule or whatever it is, that we're actually getting the right kind that's going to benefit us, right? Because I know, I don't know about you, but I don't like to waste money. So um, I love that you broke it all down for us. So let's move on to the second myth, um, which is vegan foods. I have been a vegan myself. I kind of subscribe now to, you know, Mark Hyman's theory of, you know, 80% vegetables, 20%, you know, leaner meats. That's just my personal preference for a variety of reasons. We're not here to say any type of diet is good or bad. We're here to break it all down for you. And the myth around vegan foods that just veganism is better in general. There are a lot of uh, unhealthy vegans out there, just as there are a lot of unhealthy meat eaters out there. So will you please help us have a better understanding of vegan foods and what we should maybe be looking for um, or not looking for? Just help us understand how vegan foods are better or not better. Yeah, well, um, you know, I'm all about bioindividuality on what is right for the individual. So um, just one thing to keep in mind, and I do work with a lot of vegans, I have a lot of vegan clients, um, and I have a lot of um, meat eater, you know, more paleo eating clients. Um, but one thing to consider is if you are eating a lot of grains and corn, um, peanuts, peanut butter. I know a lot of vegans are eating, you know, a lot of peanut butter. We're trying, they're trying to get in their protein, which is important. They have to have enough protein. Um, some of those foods can be really high in mycotoxins. So a mycotoxin is a chemical that's produced from a fungus, basically. So mold, we'll just say mold. Uh, so they are high in mold <laughs> and you have to be careful. So coffee is another one that's really, really high in mold. You've probably heard Dave Asprey talk about it. He's really big on it because he had mold toxicity. And uh, I actually did a little um, blog on this recently. So it's a hot topic on my mind. And the reason it is, is because recently I've been testing a lot of clients that have come back with mold toxicity and they had no idea. They it's not like they lived in a house that um, was flooded or, or anything like that. They had no idea. They're like, where did this come from? How did I get exposed to this? And why is it overgrowing and taking over my body? <laughs> um, and why is it affecting? Um, so a lot, sometimes the symptoms, just kind of real quick, give you a background, can be um, ongoing allergies, post-nasal drip, anxiety, a lo a lots of sugar cravings, um, skin rashes. A lot of times there's skin problems, okay, with fungal overgrowth. So I just kind of wanted to touch on the whole grain situation. You have to be careful. If you have any kind of fungal overgrowth, candida is also in, considered in that as well. A lot of times people that have mold, have candida overgrowth, and other gut dysbiosis, it all kind of goes together. Um, so you have to be careful. You might be eating a lot of these foods, and it's just filling up your rain barrel. And the, the higher your rain barrel gets, the more full your rain barrel gets. And it's the closer to the top it's going to get, and you have all these symptoms that are building up, building up, and then it spills over. And then all of a sudden, you're really, really sick. Um, so that's kind of how it happens. It's not like instant one day, oh, you have this disease diagnosis. No, it's been building up over time. So if you're just trying to reduce your toxic load um, and you have fungus issues and you don't know it, these grains 
coffee, drinking coffee every day. Some people are drinking it every day. If you're not getting organic mold-free coffee, it could be causing problems. They did a test, um, well, a study. I was just looking at this right before our interview. And um, in that particular study, 91.7% of the coffee beans they tested had mold contamination. So that's just something to consider. Um, I have now switched. Um, I kind of go back and forth. Sometimes I drink coffee, sometimes I drink green tea in the morning. Um, but I'm really cognizant of that um, because it's, it's a bigger issue, I think, than people realize. But more, more so coming back to the individual. If you have fungus, fungus overgrowth in your body and you're having a lot of acne cysts, uh, symptoms and skin issues, um, you really, really need to check that out. And these foods can really, really exacerbate it. Other signs can be reacting to red wine, getting real flushed, right, <laughs> from alcohol or high histamine foods. Um, a lot of those allergies, they kind of all go hand in hand with the skin. Okay, um, I, I guess I, I could talk about one more thing. I could talk about soy, sure. but I don't want to go oh. too long. <laughs> Well, you know, soy is a big one. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll share that one next week when we do our continuation of this, because I would like to dive in and talk about soy a little bit more. I know there's a ton of controversy around soy. Um, so I love how you broke it down. It's not about being vegan or not vegan. You can't just say I'm vegan, so therefore I'm healthier. It's really about your bio-individuality, your diet, what serves you the best. And also, if you are subscribing to a vegan diet, just being uh, aware that there are a lot of uh, foods that uh, you might go to for your protein source a lot that uh, you may need to... Um, Oh, we're not trying to create any fear here about peanut butter or anything like that. But most certainly if you're having any issues with like fungal issues or I have clients with fungal acne, that just might be something to consider. That's what we're saying. And also, I love that you touched on coffee because we know everybody drinks coffee. It ain't just vegans. So coffee, um, you made a really great point. Um, I learned recently that all of our coffee that is shipped to other countries, uh, you know, where they have higher standards of checking it, if they check it for a high mold content, guess where they send it back to us because we don't, <laughs> we don't have the same standards and then they sell it here. And that's why I'm a huge, um, you know, believer in making sure that you are at the very minimum drinking organic coffee because it's something especially if you're drinking it every single day uh just think about it it's usually the, one of the first things you're putting in your body and every single day that's how you have that toxicity buildup is by ingesting something all the time or being exposed to something all of the time so i love that you shared that um and you know we always love fair trade when possible but uh let's move on to our number third myth and also uh, we just posted a little link here at the bottom to a blog post that you wrote that's awesome and it's straight to the point of what we just talked about. So if you got, if you listening out there want to dig in a little deeper and uh, read in more detail, definitely check out Larissa's blog post because she's got some great information in there. And moving on to our third myth. Okay. Let's talk about this healthy fat, because I know there's just tons of controversy around 
uh, healthy fats because recently there have been a lot of publications that have alerted us to toxic oils or the potential for toxic oils, i.e. in vegetable oils, canola oil, things like that that we've used for centuries. I don't know about centuries, but for a really long time to cook with. And now we're having an understanding of where these oils are coming from and, and that they're finding toxicities in them. So a lot of people are being educated and leaning towards healthier oils like avocado oil, coconut oil. Um, I know that's what I use here. Uh, extra virgin olive oil, it's cold pressed. So can you talk to us about eating tons of healthy fats and the myth around that? Yeah. So we do need healthy fat, right? We, we were just talking about omega-3 to omega-6 ratio. and We do need um, both. Um, so healthy fats are really, really important for brain health and so many things, healthy skin. But there can be, we can have too much of a good thing. I think it goes uh, really for anything. You can drink too much water. <laughs> You can drink too much water and throw your electrolytes off. But I'm drinking water now. <laughs> Most people don't. But it's drink. not too much. But I'm just saying, like I'm trying anything, to drink more. We could probably literally qualify and say doing too much of anything can potentially be a bad thing. But as far as looking at healthy fat, I just think people don't think about it because you know they're pouring it out of the bottle and a lot comes out at once. You know, and and it does. It's you know stack up the calories. People are probably thinking right now about weight loss and all that. But I. Um, because I specialize in rebuilding digestive, um, rebuilding people's digestive tract back and, and rebuilding their gut. That's one thing that's always on the top of my mind. So a lot of times people that are coming to me, they have weight issues because their digestive system's off or they have skin issues because their digestive system is off. Everything is going to come back to the gut. If your gut is not healthy, it's going to be creating inflammation and it's going to come out with your skin. It's going to come out with all kinds of symptoms. So one thing, first things first, is that too much fat can actually alter the gut microbiome. And I actually have a, um, a study that I can refer to um, directly off PubMed, which is the U.S. National Library of Medicine um, at the National Institute of Health. It's their database, if you're not familiar with it. And the title of the article is High Fat Diet Mediated Dysbiosis Promotes Intestinal Carcinogenesis Independent of Obesity. So specifically from there, we know many studies show that high fat diet can alter the micro microbial community in your gut. Um, and there is now unequivocal, this is direct quote from the article, there is now unequivocal evidence linking dysbiosis to cancer development. Okay, so you have to be careful with how much fat you're consuming. It's not just about weight loss anymore. It's about maintaining that good, healthy gut microbiome. Your, your gut bugs um, need to be in the right, um, they need to be supporting each other in the community, right? It's the ecosystem. I always like to refer to the rainforest. If we kill off a species of frogs, it can throw off the entire ecosystem. And that's exactly what happens in the gut. So you have to be careful. Um, I know high fat um, keto diets are really popular, um, but this is not so good for people with digestive issues. And if you're seeing you're having lots of acne and all of these skin problems, that could definitely be a connection. So just in general, um, when we're just 
working with somebody that is not trying to gain like weight muscle wise or trying to lose weight, um, we'll say a good standard amount of healthy fat in a meal would be about two tablespoons. Okay. So we'll say one tablespoon, maybe like coconut um, milk in your smoothie in the morning, two tablespoons for lunch, two tablespoons for dinner of this healthy fat, right? So it could be an EVOO, um, stands for extra virgin olive oil. <laughs> I love extra virgin olive oil. It is so healthy for the skin, right? But um, it's all about um, proportion, or I should say portion, and also making sure it's not damaged or rancid and oxidized, which we've talked about before on other podcasts or other um, videos before. So yeah, it's all about the individual and what your goals are. And just remember balance is always going to be ideal. Even if you're going on a restrictive diet to rebalance, rebuild your gut, um, get rid of your skin issues, whatever that is, you need to eventually go back towards balance. Um, and staying restrictive or staying really extreme one way or the other long-term is just never usually sustainable and people plateau on all of their health goals. Girl, I'm sitting here thinking about how much oil I put in my pan to make my popcorn and how much oil I use to dip my fruits and bread in. I'm like, I'm way over the two, whatever, teaspoons, tablespoons a <laughs> But uh, wow, that's really, I mean, it, that is really good information to know because I think a lot of people probably wouldn't be so aware of how much oil they were consuming, even the healthy oils. We just... I mean, I'm, I don't want to speak for everyone. I'm so I'll speak for myself. I am, I'm definitely not adhering to that amount per day. So I need to be a little bit more um, aware of how much oil I'm consuming, even the good ones. So thank you for sharing that. And for those out there, you know, me and Larissa are feeling so super generous because October is our birthday month. Happy early birthday, Larissa. Happy early birthday to you. Yay. So, you know, now that we've kind of concluded, you know, busted these myths, told you the truth uh, to empower you to make your own healthy choices, we just want to give you a couple of goodies. And I'm going to read it here so I don't mess it up. Uh, Larissa has 15% off. Uh, a special where you can find out what foods are right for you and your skin. So Larissa, would they just go to your website for that at larissaness.com? Yes. And they would use that coupon code at checkout, October 15. October 15. So we'll put that in the show notes too right now. Go to larissaness.com and the code is October 15 to receive 15% off and She's going to help you find the right foods for you because remember, it's all about bio-individuality. And when you're doing good for the inside of your body, it's going to show up. Whatever's within is going to show up on your skin. And I did not mean that for Taram, but it did. And I'm so happy about that. Also, if you want to go to, you can go directly to my website at gentryquin.com and sign up for our newsletter, or we will post the link right now to uh, uh, a little place where you can enter in your name and your email address, and you can also receive my personal five beauty foods to help you improve your skin. It is my gift today for you and signing up for my newsletter. Uh, also, I have a blog post that I wrote recently, and it is titled The Five Best Ways to Calm Inflammation and Heal Troubled Skin. 
So I'm going to post the link down below for you as well, because you know what I always say, girl, the more you know, the more you glow. So <laughs> I want you guys to stay tuned for more details on our little story pages. If you haven't connected with Larissa, you need to do that right now. Uh, and your handle is, should be right here, but tell them your handle, Larissa, where to find you on Instagram. Yeah, just at Larissa Ness, L-A-R-I-S-S-A-N-E-S-S. -S -S. Yes, and make sure you follow our stories because next week we're going to be talking about more myths versus facts when it comes to beauty choices and your skin. And also, if you're hanging in there with us, thank you again. Be the first one to like comment and share this video we're gonna go back and verify it and when you do that you're going to get 30% off a 30% off code uh, on my website gentryquin.com to use as you please it's a huge discount I very rarely if ever have that big of a discount so take advantage of that if that interests you and uh, do you have any last uh, last summarizing details to add Larissa well, I would just say that keep in mind that anything that's going to cause inflammation or digestive issues for you specifically is going to cause skin problems. So it's really, really about figuring out what is right for you. There's a million diets out there um, and we all need different foods and different um, even ratios of different macronutrients and we have different micronutrient needs in different stages of our lives. So just because one thing works for one person doesn't mean it's going to work for the next. And um, there's so many different factors. We talked about a lot of them today, but there's other things like IgG food sensitivities, reactions that may happen up to 72 hours later, and you have no idea it's related, um, but it has to do with causing inflammation and what works specifically for you. So um, you just have to either work with somebody that can help you that specializes in bioindividuality or you can do something like an elimination diet where you just slowly introduce back in foods, eliminate them for eliminate the high um, foods that are very commonly um, like gluten and dairy, things that are very commonly going to cause inflammation. You can eliminate those for about three weeks and then just slowly introduce every about every four days or once per week and see how your body reacts. That's the way to do it. Um, that doesn't cost a lot of money. <laughs> You guys, that's a million dollar pro tip right there. I'm going to tell you, it's a million dollar pro tip. So <laughs> if you didn't catch that, rewind it, listen to it again, introducing things slowly. I subscribe to the same uh, mentality when it comes to skincare and introducing products. I believe that is a very, very effective way to do things. And, uh, and like I said, if you want to go deeper, visit our blogs, larissaness.com, gentryquin.com visit the show notes down here below if you need if you want to just click on the link and make sure to leave us any questions if you want us to get back to those uh at the end of the show and thank you so much larissa you are a wealth of information and i always love sharing um sharing you with my audience um with my like-minded folks out there so thank you so much thanks for having me